Blog Talk Radio. Two, it 
is to honor my late husband because this was his favorite time of the year. And three, because our guest tonight is an author and I wanted to start her Christmas season off, not only interviewing her, but promoting something that I think y'all are going to like an awful lot. But before we get into that, I want to welcome each and every one of you to the show tonight. As you all know, we're heard in over 200 countries. We're headed towards 250,000 listeners in those 200 countries with all of the podcasts we put this show up on. And there's two ways you can get on the show, ladies and gentlemen. You can either come on as a guest or you can become a sponsor for the show. I'm not in it to get rich because, good heavens, all I want to do is just pay it forward. So for 10 bucks for 30 days, you can promote your book, your artwork, your music, your product, your platform, your passion. I don't care what it is. Contact me for being a guest or being a sponsor at offthechainradio at yahoo.com, and I'll tell you how to do it. And before we start our show tonight, I do want to welcome some sponsors to the show. Author Jay Traveler Pelton has a new book out, and she also has a special offer going on her on her website just for you folks getting ready for holiday gift giving. She's offering postpaid sets of her trilogies for $25 a set, and she will autograph it any way you like. She takes PayPal and will ship the sets out the next working day. Go to her website, travelerpelton.com, for all of the details. In the meantime, her latest books are available as ebooks or paperbacks from Amazon and Books a Million. This month's new book is called To Protect. It's to protect one's own. It's book seven in the Oberlin generation continues the story of the overachieving Oberlins with all the action, political intrigue, and hard science fiction her fans have come to expect. Noel Kahn, their families attempt to get ready to appear before the Joint Congressional Committee to testify and to sort out the damage caused by the Brotherhood. Violet's old nemesis, Obsidian, shows up and suddenly, just driving to Washington, requires a military escort while back at the retreat center bravo company has lost their collective minds and tries to kidnap the overland overland children so how do you protect your family when the world has lost its mind don't forget traveler pelton on amazon and her gift giving sets diane moat she writes the sam holden series and sam holden is our favorite vigilante the third book in the series dog bones is her quest in her quest to avenge abused animals, uh, Sam is threatened when the FBI comes after her on one side and the commissioner wants her dead on the other. Will Sam's double life be exposed and will she be able to protect the, fam- the animals, her friends, and herself? Check out Dog Bones by Diane Moat everywhere ebooks are sold. Howard Levine has a new book out called Last Gasp. It goes like this. Frank Tedeschi's niece is dead, one of thousands of victims of a terrorist attack which has been laid at the feet of Islamic radicals by a right-wing U.S. government. Frank, based on a chance encounter, is one of the very few people who question the government's explanation. He's a Vietnam veteran who wants nothing more than to live without further controversy or conflict. Can he and his green brother Rob, a detective with the NYPD, obtain the necessary evidence to uncover the truth in the face of scorn and incrucibility. Can they overcome their long-term estrangement to work together given they are putting their lives in danger? 
Unless a novel that resonates with today's politics, the answers to these questions unfold in a way that mingles personal and societal issues and intertwines the past and present while moving relentlessly forward. No, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot talk tonight. There is a great whodunit. Do you love thrilling whodunits, cozy mysteries, or sizzling suspense with dangerous twists and turns? Well, each one has secrets, and one of those secrets could get them all killed. Often death is just the beginning, but what if the damage was already done? The answer is revealed in death and damages, keeping you on the edge of your seat with hair-raising homicides as you discover mysterious secrets, deadly assassins, and cold-blooded killers. In this thrilling box set of 24 breathtaking tales of death and damages. You can pre-order your box set now at deathanddamages.com. Check it out. Now then, to get on with tonight's show, not only is this beautiful woman a wonderful author, owns her own marketing firm. She is my friend. I've known her for, for many, many years, and it is an honor to be able to introduce her tonight as an author of children's books. Lourdes Wellhaven, she's the first American born in her family. Her family were immigrants from Cuba, and America is better for having her here. She has a BS in accounting from the University of Florida, my husband's alma mater, she owns Wellhaven and Associates, which is a marketing firm, and it is amazing. She also has just released, as like I said, her first children's book, which not only tells a story, it teaches lessons. And the name of the book is The Christmas Poodle. And we're just going to let Lourdes just tell us all about this. Welcome, Lourdes. Thank you for coming on tonight. Oh, Yvonne, thank you so, so much, so much. It's so, um, such a great opportunity to, to speak with you and, and tell you all about the book and, and also your listeners. And I'm amazed at what you have created with your show besides. I mean, I, I it's just in, a, in such a short period of time, the, the number of followers and listeners that you have and as well as all the amazing people that you're that you interview, it's just, phenomenal thank you for all that you do well thank you darling it it you and i've talked about this this was something that i knew i was going to have to do when jack was failing this way to keep me out there and once again god takes care of fools and children i'm not sure which one of those i am probably both but it, <laughs> <laughs> it just it's on its own life form i have people contact me all the time that want to be on the show that I don't know where they found out about me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well-deserved. You've worked very hard for it. Well-deserved. Well, so have you. Now, first off, you, amongst all of your many other jobs that you do, because I know that the marketing firm is almost a 24-7 job, because your marketing firm is just blown up. It's it's amazing what it's done. And then to to help your sister with her books and then to write this cute little book, where did you find time to do it? Well, it took a while. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> honest with you. It took me a while. This was an idea that I've had for many years. The idea just kind of came to me 
Um, it's it's a blending of of many things. the The main character in the story is is a boy named Thomas. He has uh, juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, and I I have rheumatoid arthritis. I was diagnosed at age twenty three, so that was something that I knew about. And Thomas in the book uh, falls in love with his with his dog. Happens to be his service dog, but that doesn't happen right off the bat. He kind of resists that. Um, and, and his dog is a poodle mix. My dog is a poodle mix, although my dog is little. His dog is a big standard poodle. But all of these ideas of, okay, rheumatoid and dog and the fact that these poodle mixes look like sheep and all of that came together in my head as I don't even know how, just one big idea for the Christmas poodle. And it's a chapter book for kids, for kids probably age 8 eight to 12 in that range and so it's really not that long it should not have taken me that long to get it on paper but yes with busyness but beyond that just the whole kind of you have to let the ideas percolate you know and and I just had like this vision of of the final message of of what it all meant but the putting it together it just it came in it came in pieces and then finally after frankly missing several years of christmases and sitting on this idea i said to myself this is stupid like let me just get this done you know <laughs> um how many christmases am i going to miss where i really want to get this message out i felt like it's and i know that you understand this although you write about true crime you also write about fiction but um to me, Thomas became real, honestly, mm-hmm. and I just yep. felt like his story had to be told, and so I just buckled down and and got it done. And you know, we make time. Everyone has time. You just make time. So, so once Thomas's voice was strong enough, and he just said, "Hey, lady, when are you going to get this done?" You know, <laughs> then. Then I got it done. <laughs> then I got it done. Well, let's 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 back up just a little bit before the percolation started and and before Thomas became this. And ladies and gentlemen, if if you're if you've never had the desire to write or you've never had a story that just niggled at you till you thought it was like a a brain eating amoeba. It's difficult to understand what what Lourdes is talking about. It starts out like a little earworm, and then it just keeps growing and growing and growing until if you don't put it on paper, it explodes. But before that, before all that happened, when you found out that you had RA, that had to be at a time in your life when you're thinking, Okay, my life as I know it is done. I, I just, I'm going to be a cripple in one or two years, and I'm going to be in this, and I'm going to be that, and I'm going to be in pain all the time, and my life is going to be miserable, and I'm just done with it all. There was there was a measure of that for sure because the the rheumatoid arthritis, people hear arthritis and they think you know the the normal aches and pains, and that is true. There is the arthritis that is the normal aches and pains of wear and tear and aging. Rheumatoid arthritis is not that. Rheumatoid arthritis can happen to young and old and very, very young. 
um, like the character in the book, very young, or myself at the time when I was diagnosed at age 23, which looking back on that now, it seems very young, you know. And so it's your body attacking itself for some unknown reason, your your body's own immune system attacking its own joints. And, and it came on very strong and very suddenly and out of and seemingly out of the blue. Looking back on it now, I know it was I was working full time. I was getting a master's degree, and my grandfather had just passed. My dad was diagnosed with terminal cancer. All of this happened all at once, and it was just too much, and I literally broke. My grandfather was also my father. I had two fathers. I had my father, father, and I had my grandfather. They were both, um, you know, wonderful. So the passing of my grandfather was huge, and 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 leading up to that, as 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 I know that you have been through, Yvonne, with your husband, all of those months leading up to the inevitable is very tough and takes a toll on you. And I literally broke. So looking back on it, I think the shock of that all at such a young age especially was what precipitated that. But being told by my doctor that you have an incurable disease but one that is controllable but nevertheless at 23 with no one else in the room but me and the doctor was was very tough. I, however, was lucky. I had a doctor, and and he is still my doctor after all these years, who spoke only positivity over me, who told me, the day will come that you will not think of this every day. The day will come that you will you will be okay. And realize at the time, it came on so furiously and so fast, I was losing my hair. Um, I could not dress myself. I could not open doorknobs, like normal doorknobs. And, and in fact, to this day, all of our doorknobs in, in my, my home are the levered kind. That's what my husband put in for me instead of the other kind, even though now I'm so much better, knock on wood, that I could do them. At the time, I, I was and I couldn't do that. So I, I was in very, very, very bad shape at that moment. I had lost a ton of weight, which, you know, sounds good, but it was an abnormally, an, an abnormal loss of, of weight. It was, I was obviously very, very sick. But he, having told me that and said, you're going to be fine. You're, this is not curable, but it is controllable, and you, the day will come that you will feel like you have your life back. I was I thank God every day that he was the man that told me that because not all rheumatologists have such a positive view. And had he said anything else to me at that moment, I think, you know, I was young and impressionable and scared and the whole thing, and it would have affected me. So he had a very positive effect on my outlook, and that makes that makes all the difference. The years after that were tough. You know, the, I went through some very, very tough times for sure. But, again, thankfully I had him by my side. And I think if, you know, your reader, your your listeners met me or anyone else, if people now today, uh, if I don't tell you, I don't think you'd know. I don't think you would look at me and say she has an issue. You would have then, but I don't think you do now, you know. 
So I'm, I was very fortunate to have him. And and you you just brought up a great point that society as a as a general rule, unless they can see it, smell it, taste it, or touch it, it's not real to them. And so when someone has an unseen illness, whether it's mental illness, whether it's a physical illness, which combines, brings on a mental illness, people will go, oh, you're fine. You're, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just trying to get attention. And they do that with children a lot. And, and therein lies a big problem that people need to be educated about. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't it isn't real. That is true. And that 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 happens unfortunately a lot. There's a lot of things that people go through that they battle on a day to day basis that we have no idea about. You know, our life is one big social media, right? We see all uh-huh. these happy pictures of all these wonderful things and you don't know what people are going through. You don't know. And and so it's 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 not just diseases or mental health or physical health or whatever. It's everything. You don't know what someone else is going through. You have no idea, no idea. And it's not that I'm trying to put on a front or anything like that. It's just that had you seen me then, it would have been obvious. But if you saw me now, it's not obvious. Of course, I'm on, you know, better medication and the whole thing that suits me today and and, and all that sort of thing. Thank God for for medicine. Um, and, and great scientists and researchers that do great work, but also there are some diseases that people just don't just don't see. Yeah, absolutely. And and sadly, children can be permanently emotionally damaged because of other children not understanding little Johnny can't run and jump and play because little Johnny's got RA or asthma or something else. And instead of embracing that child and and making them a friend and encouraging them, they either bully them, ignore them, or just simply forget they exist. Or just, not knowing, you know, out of ignorance, and, you know, that doesn't mean stupid. That means you just don't know. Out of ignorance, not understanding what someone is going through. In the book, The Christmas Poodle, Thomas is not bullied or teased or anything by his friends. I didn't want to go that route, and, and I didn't want to do that. Thomas had enough um, battle within his own self to face. And, and I guess, in a way, Thomas and I, share that, you know, that feeling of I'm not good enough or or I'm not whole enough or I, I don't want to um, be pitied. I don't want to stand out as someone who can't. I don't want to be thought of as someone who is incapable. And I think anyone who, who battles something chronic goes through that, anyone. Um, and that is definitely a lot of those feelings I get because there there are feelings that I've had and worked through and frankly still I'm working through. I don't think you ever completely get get through it if you if you deal with something on a chronic basis. But so a lot of it you know in, in one scene one of his uh, his PE teacher congratulated him on being able to to walk the mile that day 
in in class so much better and said, yeah, you're you know you need to keep working those legs. And Thomas felt kind of weird about that because he was like, he just doesn't get it. It's not like that. I don't try. I try. It's that I just can't. And and there's a. I, I just wanted to impart that feeling of sometimes when people are battling certain things, it's not that they're unwilling or lazy or, and his, you know, his teacher didn't call him that. It wasn't that at all. The teacher meant well, and that's clear in the book that teacher meant well. He meant to give him um, an an attaboy, but for Thomas in his heart, it wasn't that. It was something that, again, it kind of like a battle like within him, within himself. I remember you know, at 23, I, I was working for corporate America then, and 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 I was walking down the the hallway in in the office, and I was having trouble walking that day, severe tr- trouble walking that day. People had no idea what was going on with me. They thought I was like, you know, um, I was sore from working out or something. I literally had somebody ask me, are you sore from working out or something? You know, and I had to explain it again. I, I didn't want to lie. I wanted to tell people the truth. And then one day this one woman was like, oh, hey, Gimpy, you know. And I don't know if she meant to be cruel or if she just didn't know or whatever. But even at, you know, my young 20s, that was tough. And Thomas goes through things like that, but but truthfully, in this book, it's not about bullying. It's it's more about Thomas's own inner struggle with kind of accepting where he's at and and accepting the help from his service dog and accepting that maybe just maybe exactly what he thinks is his biggest detriment is maybe his biggest gift, you know. And that. You've known me long enough that that is what I say, that our strongest weakness can be our greatest strength because we can use we can use that strength. I mean, that weakness for so many great things, education, um, empathy for others, growth, personal growth, belief that no matter what. If we embrace whatever it is that's wrong with us and and just run with it, then it doesn't become an obstacle. It becomes a gateway. Well, in, in the book, Thomas is faced with his parents wanting to get him a service dog, and he loves dogs, but he doesn't want to be the only boy in school with a dog. And he's faced with the fact that his school is putting on a Christmas pageant all the fifth grade classes are doing are producing, writing their own play. He doesn't want to be in front of the school because he doesn't want to, you know, that day he doesn't want to have trouble walking. He doesn't want to be on stage with his dog that he has to have with him, even though he loves this dog and he learns to work with her and whatever. All of these things, it's this inner struggle. But then I'm going to spoil the book for you all. I'm just going to. I'm sorry, but you have to know. <laughs> I mean, it's a children's book, so your kids will hopefully read it again and again anyway. And then you want to know what it is to see if it's something you want your kids to read anyway. So if you don't want to be spoiled, then just kind of, you know, for the next few minutes, just whatever. But I'm going to spoil it for you. So here he is 
he he is the one because he didn't want to be on stage. His teacher said, "Don't worry, you can be in the back." And then um, he's like, "Okay, I'll just stand in the back. No one will see the dog. Everything will be fine." And his portion of the play was he was the writer of it. He was, and it's the nativity scene, the the traditional Christmas story, you know, the birth of Jesus. And so he writes that everyone's lines based on Bible verses, the whole thing. Well, the shepherd wouldn't, you know, get sick that night, and the shepherd can't make it. And, of course, Thomas is the only one who knows the shepherd's line. And if you know the traditional Christmas story, what Christmas is based on, you know, those shepherds, they play a pretty pretty big role, you know. <laughs> they, yeah. They're important. The angel of the Lord comes and tells the shepherds first, and and the shepherd's got to, you know, get to the manger and the whole thing. So, um you can't have the play without the shepherd, and he's the only shepherd. So he has to he has to fight his fears. He has to do exactly what he didn't want to do, and that is be in front of the school with his dog and just own it. Well, he puts on his shepherd's outfit. He's got the dog, who is a poodle mix, and lo and behold, it is a hit because everyone thinks this is on purpose. Here's this dog that looks like a sheep. What's a shepherd without a sheep, right? <laughs> so they win. They win the pageant. His class wins because he didn't let the class fail by not being the shepherd. And he and of course his what he thought and he loved this dog, but he thought this was something that was going to embarrass him and instead it wasn't something that he was embarrassed about she helped him out there and not only did she help him physically but she helped the whole class win because here they think my goodness this it's the christmas poodle it's the sheep you know it's it's how brilliant of this class so they win they win the pizza party he gets an award and and he learns the lesson that you know what maybe i do have something to contribute and maybe it's okay if i need help you know maybe that's okay and with that we are going to take a break. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my, my wonderful, wonderful friend, author and marketing firm, business owner, Lourdes Wilhaven. We are talking about her book, The Christmas Poodle. And we'll, we, we will return, if I can learn how to talk, in a few minutes. Let's pay some bills. Best-selling and award-winning author of true crime and crime fiction, Yvonne Mason is back with a brand new book, The Pink Canary, a book that delves into the life of a drag queen and a marvelous whodunit. You can find this and all of Yvonne's other works on Amazon.com or find Yvonne Mason on Facebook and Twitter. You're gonna kill me. Buy your copy of Pink Canary now. Do you have cougars on your porch swing? Our horse is your new best friend. Do your nicest shoes get buried knee-deep in snow as your toes turn blue? Are you bothered by wolves at your woodpile? No, not that kind of wolf. Join wildlife artist and author Nancy Quinn and her family as they discover an exciting new life in Go West, Young Woman. A True Montana Adventure, available online and in bookstores. Or visit QuinnWildlifeArt.com for a personalized signed copy. Critics agree, it's a hoot. 
Tune in to Off the Chain Radio, December 5th, to meet the founders of Be Unique Magazine, a nonprofit, digital, interactive publication that's free to read online. Nothing but positive vibes and stories about amazing humans who are making a difference in our world. With more than 50 volunteers from a dozen different countries within the first three months, this organization has caught the world by storm. Want more information? Visit BeUnique.org. B-U-N-E-K-E.org. This is Jade. And this is Winona. Wow, it's been a busy summer. Yes, we have new books. I think we have a new audio book. And I thought Divorce Was Bad with Other Life Lessons. Why is that title such a mouthful? I don't know, but you can hear that mouthful on Audible and on iTunes now. And that will take you through Life Changes, the highs and lows of it, through pop poetry and the literary life guide. So remember to check us out. And no, I don't mean a once over, but then my narcissism said, well, maybe check me out once. And then look at the rest of the website at andrethought.com. You can check out the podcast and the YouTube channel and everything that we're doing on that website, andwethought.com, just in case you didn't get it the first time. Oh, my goodness. So we're going to say bye from Winona and Jade and our website. Okay, is this going to be like a running gag? Yup. Andwethought.com. Bye-bye. Germany, 1938. Charlotte, a young girl of 15, wanders into Georg's cobbler's shop to have her shoes repaired. Georg, enamored by Charlotte's charm and grace, decides then and there that he's going to marry her. But they must keep their love a secret from family, friends, and, most importantly, the Nazis. Follow along as Georg's pursuit of the young Charlotte results in the couple traveling a heart-stopping, winding route to stay one step ahead of the Gestapo in their escape from Nazi Germany, with a surprising twist along the way. If you like history and romance, don't miss Good Things Always Happen in Springtime by Joanne Fisher, available at www.joannesbooks.com. Juliana is a middle-aged housewife in Toronto with a career, a husband, that has little interest in her well-being, and three children. In the evenings, she gets on her computer and chats with people around the world. When she gets involved with Aaron and Bobby, her life becomes a pinball, bouncing around her husband, her job, her children, and her two online friends. She's bewitched by the romantic poetry of Aaron but the honesty and kindness of Bobby bring her all the way to California. Watch for the ironic twist of fate that takes her in a direction she never expected. If you like spicy romances, don't miss With All of Me by Joanne Fisher, available at www.joannesbooks.com. Fiore is a young Italian woman engaged to be married but her plans are interrupted by a charismatic Sebastian, a handsome middle-aged Spanish businessman. Her beauty strikes him like a thunderbolt sent by the goddess Venus herself. When she's given a peculiar gift, a Spanish doll, she's thrown into a whirlwind of entangled passion, money, secrets, and love. Their romance sparks in a charming little Italian town located on the southern part of Lake Garda in northern Italy and takes them around the globe. What happens when her life is suddenly shattered by a lifelong secret? 
Her Spanish doll will bring you to a caliente Spain and a romantic Italy, adding some spice along the way. Available at www.joannesbooks.com. And we are back. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, and my guest, the lovely, lovely author and my friend, Lourdes Wellhaven. Lourdes, before the break, we were talking about acceptance and courage, and there's a line in your book that says, bravery is not the absence of fear. Explain that. Well, that is something that Thomas's father tells him at the end of the book, and he explains to Thomas that he was very brave and 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 was proud of him for doing what he had to do. And and Thomas is like, no, I wasn't brave at all. I was very scared to go out there. And so his father explains to me, no, no, Thomas, bravery doesn't mean that you don't feel a fear. The fear it's that you feel the fear, but you still do what you have to do that is the ultimate in bravery and i have to actually credit my mom with that because that is something that she has has always told me and so that uh, it, it just it fit the story then it's something that thomas went through and of course the the inspiration as i said for that was was my mom who said you know who's always told me it's okay to be afraid but that shouldn't stop you from doing what you got to do you know and and that Brings me back around to Thomas learned how to be compassionate within himself. And it's okay for us to be compassionate for ourselves. We we don't have to be afraid to be compassionate, to say there's something wrong and it's okay. I can deal with this. I might get tired, I might get down, but I'm not going to stay down in that rabbit hole. I'm going to get back up and I'm going to keep moving. Exactly, exactly. Yes, he learned to, as we all have to, none of us, everyone has problems. (laughs) Everyone. (laughs) Everyone has baggage. Everyone has problems. Some physical, some not. None of us is getting out of here alive. I mean, let's just start with that right there, you know. That's true. So, <laughs> at, one way or the other, we're all going to have to understand that we have our own limitations, whatever they are. And that was something that Thomas struggled with very much was he really didn't want to face it. So... Yes, you're 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 very you're right. He he learned how to not just accept himself but show some compassion to his to his own self. Yes, that's true. And when we can do that, when we can understand our own limitations and we all have them. None of us are are superman or superwoman and can go to work and frop the bacon and all the other stuff that the TVs would have us believe. When we understand that we do indeed have our own limitations and it's okay that we do have those limitations, but we can operate within the parameters of those limitations and be successful, that gives us the doorway to be compassionate for others, to understand they too have limitations, they too cannot do it all. And when they get frustrated because they can't do it all, we can be there with an open arm or a, or, a, or a welcoming smile 
or some empathy and sympathy because we we get it. We know where they're coming from. Through suffering is a great teacher. <laughs> going through going through things in life that are not what you would have anticipated. How would I ever have anticipated being diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis at age 23? That's when I should have been setting the world on fire, you know? And so how would I have ever anticipated that? Believe me, that is nothing I would ever have thought of, dreamt of, certainly nothing that I wanted. Um, And so, and you know, we all go through stuff. That's like even nothing. Like I've been through other (laughs) horrible things, you know? I mean, we've all been through stuff. I I have a, a friend who, who's who, you know, who struggles with with. In fact, I have many friends actually who struggle with issues with their children that have really severe, severe. I mean, severe issues. Bless their hearts. And so, if you're a parent and you're that has, I'm not a parent, but that has to be even worse if you if you you know thinking about what's going to happen to your child you know that fear of that oh my word and and people that that struggle with I mean the list is endless life is not easy <laughs> but going through struggles really brings to light what is most important in life and honestly the only thing that's important in life is those that you love and those that love you. That's it. And and would it be fair to would it well would it be fair, Lourdes, to say that if we did not have the struggles in life that we have, that it would be very difficult for us to have character? Yeah. It, it absolutely and it would be very difficult for us to be able to put ourselves in someone else's shoes. Boy, wouldn't we just be really horrible, arrogant, judgmental people, <laughs> you know? <laughs> if, if Some we didn't of us go are. Through, I mean, if we didn't go through difficulties, uh, you, you know, God is still molding us, I guess. I, I guess that's the that's the point of it all. I don't know. Someday I'm going to ask him, like, why is there suffering? <laughs> why? And especially little kids like Thomas in the book, any little child going through anything, it it breaks my heart for little kids to go through stuff, especially especially little kids. But um, why, right? But, uh, yeah, it, it, it molds us, it makes us, it changes us, and it makes us better people. It makes us better people. And And I found that when we... When we understand that, when we can get off our high horse and 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 walk the path instead of just sitting up on the high horse and and talking the talk, when we can actually walk the path, and we understand that we have to have these trials and tribulations, because if we accept them and we embrace them, it keeps us humble and meek. And those two traits are so rare and so important that when we can get to that spot, we can offer so much to people. Well, here's what I know is that if we're not humble and meek, 
<laughs> God is going to make sure that we become humble and meek. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I really don't want to go through that again. <laughs> I have been humble, girl. I mean, <laughs> well, I used many to tell times. People, I used to tell people when the children were small, I used to I used to pray for patience, which I should have known better. I prayed for patience. So you know what God did? He sent trials and tribulations. I quit praying for patience. I just prayed for strength. <laughs> yeah, you got to choose the right one, right? You got to exactly. choose the right parent. So I didn't oh, pray for my patience word. anymore. <laughs> I got tired of the trials and tribulations. But maybe, and, and let's just take this a step further. We all know that children are, are the most innocent creature on the earth. They're they're pure, they're innocent. When they are given these journeys to take, it enhances their humbleness, their meekness, their acceptance. And and we as adults, if we're smart enough, we learn from children. They're they know better than we do, right? And I think yes. a lot of times um, they, they take things in stride much more than adults do. And, um, you know, at age 23, I'm not sure I took it in stride as well as Thomas did. That's for sure. I certainly fought against it very hard. And eventually, and, you know, fighting is good. I'm not dissing fighting. You've got to fight. You've got to be your own health advocate. You've got to be your own advocate in everything else also. But certainly learning the lesson and and just kind of going with it. Children are just better at that than adults. They, It is their innocence and their I guess just their yeah, just their pure nature that we as adults have lost through through life I suppose, and just trying to to be cool or something. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong we, with we, people. <laughs> we, we want to fix everything, and we can't. And, and what I used to tell Jack when we got the, the last diagnosis, I said, look, this is the hand we are dealt. We can't change these cards. These, the cards we're looking at, this is it. We've got several options here, and the option we choose to take will figure in the outcome down the road. And here's our options. And we chose the best option, which we're going to take. He had his pity party. He crawled down the rabbit hole. He crawled back out. And then we took every day and just lived that moment. We didn't worry about what we had before because we couldn't go backwards. Couldn't worry about what was next week because it might not be here. So we just took the day. And this is what children do. And ultimately, isn't that what we should all be doing, no matter... It is. We don't know. Tomorrow's not promised for anyone. And and you know, I'm, I'm making this book sound far more, like, fatalistic than it is because it's not. It's one of, of hope and overcoming. And in the book, actually, Thomas improves. His health improves because of his dog. His dog is named Annabelle. My dog is named Bella. She has <laughs> helped me tremendously. In, in in ways that are innumerable, just as Annabelle helped Thomas, but even more so because he needs her to to get it, you know, for help in getting around and what have you. But um, it's it's a book that that ends up very positively, and that um, you know his health improves, his outlook improves, 
his bravery improved, all because of his his willingness to face things and also this bond that he has with this this dog of his also that helps him so 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 much. And you talk about that in the acknowledgement that most of us don't deserve our pets. And and service dogs especially are thank God for service dogs because if it hadn't have been for our service dog I would have lost my husband way far back. And and what people don't understand about service dogs is when they are in harness, they're not pets. They're working, and they know they're working. And and Annabella knew she was working in the book when she was on stage with Thomas. That helped give him the courage he need needed. I can't talk to have self confidence to get through the play. Exactly. She helped him walk out there. She leaned on him. She gave him the confidence to do what he had to do. She was his strength when when he didn't have it. And and whether your dog is a service dog or not or any pet that you have, I think especially service dogs, of course, that are trained. But even if you just have a, a pet, boy, our pets, they know when we've had a bad day. Oh, yeah. And they're the first to come in and wag their tails and kiss us and sit on us and, and do silly things and Cut make us head. feel better, ground us. And, 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 yeah, they don't have to be a specially trained service dog. I think all animals, all of our pets, they're angels, honestly. They're, they're angels on earth. They're just so incredibly helpful. I have... Of course, such a soft, soft spot in my heart for dogs in particular because I love them so much. But all animals are like that. Some people prefer horses. Some people prefer um, ferrets. Some people prefer rabbits, whatever. But I think we get so much not just from nature, but even the nature that we have inside our house as our pets. They're innocent. Mm-hmm. They're loving. They accept us for who we are, you know. They don't judge us. They just want to be helpful and be with you and love you. How often is that? Not very. Not very often at all. Now, you, I'm, I'm switching gears because we're going to run out of time, and I want to bring this up. You talk about the Road Back Foundation. Tell the audience a little bit about this foundation. It's, you can find it at roadback.org, R-O-A-D-B-A-C-K.org. The Road Back Foundation furthers the work of a rheumatologist and scientist from, you know, the the 1900s basically that treated people with rheumatic diseases with tetracyclines, which is an antibiotic, tetracycline, doxycycline, minocycline, but basically he treated patients with antibiotics, mostly tetracycline because that's all he had available to him. And his theory is one that is controversial in the field of rheumatology. The tetracyclines, primarily now minocycline is used, is considered what they call a disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drug. That means it is a a medicine that can um, control the progression of the disease, potentially put someone in remission. And there's many disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs. And 
what happened was I was getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And my doctor wanted to put me on what I call the big guns. And before I did that, I decided that I really needed to do my own research, as much as I love this doctor, do my own research. And I wanted to see what the side effects were with every medicine and not just take something that somebody said for, you know, as gospel because I'm bullheaded. (laughs) No, I understand perfectly. And so I found the Roadback Foundation talking about the tetracyclines. And I remembered as a teenager, I took tetracycline for acne. And I tolerated it well. It dealt with my acne. It's a very benign drug. One of the things I found out from researching online is that, you know, it may not work for everyone, as no medicine will. And But then I saw an article in Women's Day about the head of rheumatology at Harvard how he was treating Kathleen Turner, the actress, with minocycline, along with other medications, but with minocycline, and treating also patients with other rheumatic diseases with minocycline. And I decided that I needed to see him, that if he was treating Kathleen Turner, that I needed to see him too. So I kind of stalked the man. (laughs) (laughs) And I called Harvard, and I made an appointment, and we flew up there, my husband and I, and he looked at all my records and looked at me and said, yeah, you're the perfect candidate. Let's give it a try. I'll talk with your local doctor because you need to have a local doctor, and I'll tell him the research that I've done. And, you know, he did. He called my local doctor, talked to him about it, and we tweaked the medication. And now, knock on wood, God bless me, may it never go away, my disease is in, in quote-unquote remission. I still have to take minocycline, but my, you know, my lab work is normal. It's normal. And so that was, it was a godsend, okay, because it just, it was, I cannot even tell you what, 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 what that has meant to me. It halted the pr- disease progression um, and and put me into remission. Now, it's controversial because right now there's other medications that people are promoting, and I'm not an, anti any medication. I'm not a doctor. I'm not proposing anything. I'm just telling you what worked for me. I just knew that I wanted to try the least bad thing. Every medicine has a side effect, right? So I mm-hmm. wanted to try the least side effect inducing medication possible before having to go to the big guns. I knew something had to give because I was worsening, but I didn't want to just go to the big guns. So um, if you go to roadback.org, you'll find lots of information there that anyone can take to their local rheumatologist. A lot of rheumatologists are not well-versed in this. It is recognized by the American College of Rheumatology. It's thought to work best on people that have not had a rheumatic disease for very long, but I had had it at the time for almost 20 years before trying, you know, and succeeding with minocycline. So I'm... I am the exception, perhaps, to the rule. I don't know. Um, But to me, I had nothing to lose. It was worth trying the the medication with the least issues, you know, potential side effects as possible. 
So the Roadback Foundation, ladies and gentlemen, check it out. Now, you're not going to believe this, but we're almost out of time. It goes by fast. <laughs> it does. So give the folks where they can get this wonderful book. It's called The Christmas Poodle, ladies and gentlemen. And, yes, you need it for your children, and every library needs it. So tell the folks where they can get it, my sweet friend. The best place to get it, because you can get it worldwide, is on Amazon. And so, you know, you just go to Amazon.com, and the title is The Christmas Poodle. The Christmas Poodle. And, of course, it's under my name. My, my, I don't have a pen name. It's under my name, which is Lourdes Wellhaven. There's only one L in Wellhaven. But if you look up The Christmas Poodle, you'll see the cover has uh, a little boy with that, that's obviously in a shepherd's costume with a with a little sheep with a little smirky face on her on her face, you know, looking all happy. So it's the Christmas poodle, and it's a chapter book, kids age eight to twelve. And it's a wonderful, wonderful story. I highly recommend it. Lourdes, don't hang up when the show go, goes dark. But I do want to thank you for taking an hour out of your day because you were so super busy, and for coming on the show and talking about RA and the Christmas poodle and that. It all is not lost. It's just a journey that we are all on. I appreciate you so much, Yvonne. Thank you so, so much. You are quite welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be having a show every night next week. Don't ask me why I did it. I think I must have had a moment of total insanity. We will start mine off with uh, country music artist Garrett Walker. He's been on the show before. Some of these are reschedules that I had to do when everything was upside down in my life. So be prepared for every night next week. I want to thank you all for joining us tonight. And remember, we are all on a journey. And people will forget our names. They will forget what we look like. They'll forget what we're wearing. But they will never, ever, ever forget how we've made them feel. So while you're out doing your holiday shopping or holiday eating or holiday parties or whatever else you do, and you are in front of a cashier or a harried person, say something nice to them. Because trust me, they're having struggles right now. I had a gentleman at Home Depot who was waiting on me saying that he really hated this time of year because working like this took all the joy of it out of him. So be kind to these people. Be kind on the roadways. We're having too many people killed on the roadways because people are in such a hurry. Just be kind to each other. It doesn't cost anything. Also, if you want to be great, don't ask anybody's permission because they're not going to give it to you. You're already great. Just go out and do great things. Teach your children how to be great. All children are our future, whether they're unique or not. They all have a purpose, and they all will do great things if we let them reach their potential. Get Lourdes' book. Read it to your children. Read it to your little ones, because they will understand it better than you think. Be kind to one another. Be patient with one another. Be tolerant of one another, because... Life is just a vapor, and it only goes around once. So until next Monday, actually day after tomorrow, we will start a new week 
like I said, it's going to be a full week of folks. So you want to join us. I want to thank you all once again for joining us. I want to thank Lourdes for joining me and for, for talking about this cute little book, The Christmas Poodle. Go and get it after the show. Don't go yet, but we're going to get ready to sign off. I am your host, Yvonne Mason. This is Off the Chain, and I want to wish you all a very good evening. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Till Monday night, we say good night. Okay. What I was going to tell you is this. When we get off and the show archives, I'm going to put the link up on my page. I'm going to tag you in it, share it with everybody you know. Absolutely. And I'm going to um, link to it from my website. Is that okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, tomorrow when I put it up on Spreaker and SoundCloud and YouTube and um, Reverb Nation and iTunes, I will... See, where else? It, oh, it also goes up on FM.com. It goes up on iHeartRadio on two podcasts. It goes up on TuneIn Radio. I will put some links up on my page and tag you in those as well so you can spread the spread it around. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah, every every link you give, I'll put it out there. And really, honestly, Yvonne, thank you so, so, so very much. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, honey, it was my pleasure. It was fun to get to talk to you again. And especially it was this, fun. This is the cutest little book. I just love it. I'm so glad you like it. Thank you. That means <laughs> a lot. It, that that means an awful lot. An awful, and, awful and, lot coming from you. And anybody that, that gets this book, and I didn't get to tell them, Alan Frank's Pizza is in here. And it, it's a real pizza place. <laughs> yes. Yes. I With love very it good you pizza. put that in there. Yes, they do have good pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's a good friend of ours, and um, yeah, I just did that. It's her, their daughter is just a love. She's in first grade. Their daughter Francesca and. I'm like smitten with this little girl. She's the cutest thing ever. And so, of course, I had to find a little place for her in the in the book. She is like a first grader going on college, you know. I mean, she's just <laughs> Oh my word, she's such a pistol. <laughs> well, she's precious in the book. She's absolutely a little doll in the book. I'm going to yeah. tell you, you did good. You did real good. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank so, what's you. your thank next you. picture? Well, my sister and I are about to release a cozy a cozy mystery, and so we're hoping to make a series out of that. It's done. It's in editing, and, God, I hope December. I've designed the cover, so all that's ready to go, you know, the whole nine. And then I'm actually working on a cozy of my own that I'm hoping to make into a series. My... You know, I'm just having fun. I'm just, I'm just having a good time with it. Just, I'm, I'm so I'm, proud of you. Well, you know what, Yvonne, you deserve a lot of kudos. I remember the one time that I stood up there. I remember exactly where we were at luncheon, and and you said, "That's it. That's your goal. Well, let's go make it happen right now." You know, I'm like, "What?" <laughs> well, let's go. Come on. You know, what are you waiting for? Go write something. Come on. You know, exactly. and and um, you are a get it done kind of person. 
you just don't even see limits or accept limits or, you know, you just see something and it's just like, well, duh, what? what? Come on, <laughs> hurry up, you know? <laughs> well, there's dreams and then there's plans. People dream all day long, but are you going to make it a plan and you're just going to say shoulda, woulda, coulda at the end of your days? And yeah. I'm not about doing that. Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you're, you have a unique thing about you that most people don't have, and that is you don't, and I, I must learn this from you, seriously, because you just don't, like a lot of people think they have to, they climb mountains that they don't have to climb. Meanwhile, uh-huh. you've already gone and done it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Don't overthink. Like, it's not overthinkable. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't ever. You just like do like you're. They're they're back there climbing a mountain that they don't have to climb, for some bizarro reason that they think they have to climb. Meanwhile, you're already gone and on to the next thing because that's done and it's <laughs> over with. You know. <laughs> Moving so, on. Yeah, it's just kind of amazing. So well, that's, that's a gift. What, well, what people do is, and I, I find this with, with the Florida Senate, they, they put all this stuff out there and then they overthink it. I say, look, you don't overthink it. Here's the plan. I've already got the plan. It's done. Now let's just go execute it. And they go, but we have to, I said, no, we don't have to do anything. Just go execute it and shut up about it. Yep. <laughs> just do yep. it. Just do A, then B, then see the D and just do it just do it yeah. like why the, are you hesitating most of them are afraid to, most of them are afraid of their own shadow and and i find this in a lot of things most people are afraid to take that leap of faith because they're afraid of failure they have already failed because they didn't try it yeah and then there's there's the fear of judgment you know my mom is very um um proud and very she's like you you know like just get it done kind of thing and and she's very and and Thor's very proud and and my sister so you know my family is all very like well yeah just do it you know whereas this was interestingly a a topic of conversation with um sorry Thor just got home into Bella's, Bella's barking this was a topic of conversation with my sister-in-laws who think that there has to be some anointing from the Queen of England in order to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> to write a book. We are our own queens. We, we don't exactly. need anybody's approval. And, and exactly. that comes from, from years of self-doubt that I lived with. And I watched my brother, who is fearless, and I thought, here is a man who who has society against him, basically, because he's retarded, and he's fearless. I have half a brain, and I am fearful. What is wrong with We're this picture? Chatting. It's over. Hold on for me just a second. We're just chatting. Okay. The show's over. It's all cool. Okay. <laughs> Thor was tiptoeing in. Wow. Poor little guy. No, that's fine. <laughs> Tell them it'll show up in our in the archive part of the show, but that's okay. The people that listen to the archives get to hear all these wonderful outtakes that we're talking oh, about. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh my word! You're going to take out the part that I said about my sister-in-laws, didn't you? No, no, no. We can't take. Oh anything. God! 
I can't share it anyone. Yes, you can. No, I can't. No, I can't. Oh Lord, girl. No, because I've had the same. I've had the same thing. I've had people say, "Well, you can't do this because," and I look at them and go, "Yes, I can. I don't need anyone's approval." Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and you, it, 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 it's, it's, it's okay that 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 people that don't understand it that they say those things it's okay yeah yeah because they yeah, don't yeah. understand that that we just we just do because we can right so is all this part of the podcast then yeah all, all this? this will be in the archives yeah oh, all this girl. will be in the archives it'll be okay it'll be trust me it'll be okay it's okay i'm not sharing it then my friend <laughs> it'll not. be fine <laughs> I will be fine. Oh, Lord. All right. It will be fine. No, 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 no. Because you know what? People will learn things. This is the most fun part of the show. Because people get to learn things. (laughs) You're evil, my friend. (laughs) Me evil? No. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You're evil. You're evil. I Okay, maybe a little. <laughs> Just a tad. Just a tad. Yeah. But I'm yeah. so much fun and I'm so cute at it. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. God bless you. Oh and, my and, word. And and nothing is ever said on this show in 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 anger or in judgmental or it's a fact of life. Yeah. Because when yeah. I when I went into bounty hunting, there were people that said you can't do that because. All of my life I've had to live with that. You can't do that because. Now, why did they tell you you can't do that? Well, I couldn't be a bounty hunter because I might get hurt. I might get killed. I might get shot. Oh, I was yeah. 4'11". I was in my 50s. Well, let's see. I've had a gun held to my head. I've been raped. Um, I've, I've put up with being beat on. So what else is there left to do? Shoot me? Kill me? Okay. Well, none of us get out alive, right? <laughs> this is true. This is true. So when somebody says you can't write a book, I look at them and go, yeah, okay. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. What? Yep. <laughs> now, I was very fortunate that my, you know, my husband, my mom, my sister, everyone on this side of the veil is very um just go for it, you know. Just, just supportive and 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 just what, what, why why not you? Why can't you? You know. So well, and what I have found is is when people make those kind of statements to me, it's not me they're really making the statement to. It's their own insecurities that they're voicing. Okay. 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 Yeah. Maybe so, huh? Yeah. It it is their own. It's not so much of their fear for me. It's their own fear. And and when people are picking out, and and I tell this to my girlfriend all the time, and she knows I tell it to her, so 
she knows I don't talk behind her back. When I say, look, when you're when you're seeing someone else's flaws, you're really seeing your own. You're looking at a mirror. So it's just as easy to pick out other people's strengths because when you see their strengths, you're also seeing your own. Hmm. That's interesting. I like that. I'm going to have to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> so when people pick out my flaws, I just laugh at them and say, yeah, okay. <laughs> you want to fix yourself? <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, my yes, goodness. I'm, yes, Lord, if I'm evil. Yes, you are. <laughs> I really don't need to make waves. You don't understand. <laughs> well, if you don't want to share it, don't share it. It's okay. You don't have to. No, I'm going to share it. What the hell? <laughs> it's, it'll be. But shared. you know what? But but you know what? This this this. Think of it as a good thing. Well, it is what it is. It's you know. It think is what of it, it is. as a. It's a not everyone, thing. not everyone in your life is going to understand. Not everyone in your life is going to be supportive, and and that's okay. Going to be weird, and that's know? okay. And that's okay. I tell you because what, I, I've I've had one lady. You've been very supportive, but I've had another lady, a friend of mine, who from our luncheon that literally, God bless her. I'm going to call her name out, Monica Brown. She purchased the ebook. She purchased the physical book. Okay? In wow. that order, which means she paid full freight for both. Because on right. Amazon on Amazon if you buy, you know, there's a match print price where you can buy the physical book and then you get the ebook for, you know, significantly less. No, no. Right. She went the other way around. She wrote a review. She shared it on her page. I never asked her to do this. She's done it to be supportive, you know? I mean, wow. I that meant so much. I can't even tell you. It meant and, a lot. And, and the thing is, my darling friend, you we need the we need the support, but we also need the negative to make us stronger. It's that trial and tribulation thing again. Yeah, you're right. you're right. So so when you think of the people that that for whatever reason can't, won't or don't, it's really not a negative because you're going to flip it around and you're going to use it to your advantage to make you stronger, to make you better at the craft and to make you produce. It's yeah, a motivation you're right. thing. You're right. You're right. So it's right. okay. It's it's all part of the fun, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think every day I thank those teachers that that told me that I could not write. From that the time so I was in, and from the time I was in grammar school until the year I graduated, my teachers told me I could not write. And because of one of your books, Investigation Discovery, called you <laughs> because Twice. of one of your books. Twice, yes, indeed. Plus, plus a production company from France and a production company from England and Wales. So mm-hmm. I've been on two international TV shows. Mm. So, plus, yeah, investigation, 
but I can't write. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so, goodness! Just turn that frown upside down. <laughs> yep. 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 It's a good well, thing. sometimes you you need that. You need that in your life, right? Yes. So, it makes us to propel you forward. Us, it'll make us stronger. It it absolutely yep. will make us stronger. And yep. Jack made me promise to do three things before he left me: that I would stay in the Florida Senate, that I would keep writing and doing appearances, and that I would keep my radio show going. Well, good. And and you're doing that, and that's important. Yes. It it feeds you and. It, your 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 soul and yeah, it it's important. So it's I important. do that. It's hard, but I do that, and it's with because I have you, my friend, and others who say, "Vaughn, get up off the couch, go and do." And so and you are good for you. Yes. Good for you. So I'm going to let you go and spend some time with your your handsome husband and tell him thank you for sharing you with me tonight. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much. And and we got to get back together and do lunch again. Let's do it. Let's do it. You and you got to come ready. back. Okay, and you got to come back on the show because we have to talk about the cozy mysteries and the and the the series. And awesome. all that good stuff. And let and me know. Very light. There's there's no major meaning in, in those. It's just fun. <laughs> just <laughs> you <know>? mindless reading. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's like it's like a yeah, it's just fun. The the one that my sister and I are releasing, it's very action packed. It's a cozy but it's very action packed. The characters are very diverse and which is not usual for a cozy mystery. But um, yeah, I'm really excited about that one. It's it's going to be a lot of it's going to be a hoot. It's a ride. It's a ride. And I bet I bet one of the characters has many of Lourdes Wellhaven's wonderful traits. Actually, I don't think any of them do. Really? (laughs) Yeah, they're not based on anything. It's just fun. Yeah. (laughs) It's just flat. There's no. There's you know it's there's no major meaning. There's no like it's just. A fun ride, you know, just something because it, it can't all be meaning meaningful. Sometimes you just want a fun escape, you know. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So. And I can't wait to read it. Well, thank you so much again, Yvonne. I appreciate it. And I love you, my darling. Love you more. Love you more, Yvonne. Thank you so much. You're welcome, and I will talk to you later. Go and enjoy the rest of your evening. Yes, ma'am. Give big give, give Riley a big hug for me, okay? I will, sweetheart. Talk to okay, you later. Bye-bye. Okay, bye bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.